Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. we got plenty of content coming from Messi's introduction with Inner Miami. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. Go to winnow.app backslash off the floor. That's winnow. It's two N's in there. Winnow.app backslash off the floor. Get text directly from the four of us on everything Miami Heat before it goes to Twitter, and sometimes it doesn't go to Twitter at all, and maybe you don't want to even open Twitter. So go to winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friend Mark and his team over at Ubreak Wheel Fix. Check them out at ubreakwheelfix.com. That's ubreakwheelfix.com. Or in Aventura, this is a complete wheel solution. They do everything for you, the repairs, the unforgiving roads of South Florida. They also do refinishing. They can do the fancy colors for you as well. Everything that they can do that's cool and updated is on their Instagram page. So check them out. That's with a U at the start. That's you. You break wheel fix or you break wheel fix.com. And now today's episode. Down to this game. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick or at Five Reasons Sports. You can also follow me on Threads. Not sure if you want to do that because I'm not really uh, that in tune with it yet, but I don't know. You can give that a shot. Also got Alex Toledo. You can follow him. At Tropical Blanket, we are back with you here. I've taken a couple of days off. Just been sort of waiting for things to play out. Of course, not a whole lot new in the Dame sweepstakes. Just people speculating at this point. Um, Summer League ending a few hours after we record this on a Sunday with actually the Heat playing Portland. Uh, We'll have a playback on that. So if you hear this before that, you can join us on playback. And, of course, the winner of that gets Dame. But we're going to talk about a different player today. Alice, we're going to get into Tyler Hero a little bit more specifically because, you know, as this has dragged out, you know, people kind of stake positions, right? So, you know, there is a segment of the Heat fan base um, that sort of has extreme opinions on Tyler one way or the other, right? Like, there, well, there's one segment and the extreme is greatest players ever lived, um, hasn't been given a fair chance by this organization, and then there's the other extreme, which is 
not a player who can help you. Uh, not core to everything they've done the past couple of years. Easily replaceable. Contract is too much. And and I just feel like we should address this, even if it may be fringe elements here, because he's really the guy in the crossfire right now. Like, it, I mean, we could talk about Duncan Robinson has been in these trade rumors for a while. I think Kyle Lowry, you know, sort of understands what the deal is. It's about his contract, but. Tyler is the Karan Butler here. Tyler is the Glenn Rice here. Tyler is the player who is sacrificed to get the better player. And I think sometimes when that happens, we end up casting aspersions on the player, even if it's not deserved. As Ira has reported, and this is as far as I know too, the only players that, that Tyler's really been included for for a trade have been Kevin Durant and Dame Lillard. I mean, these are two of the top 75 players of all time. They're two of the top five scorers in the game today. And I don't think it reflects poorly on him that Miami would be looking to move on from him only for a player like that. It's not like they've just been trying to dump him. And even if the trade looks like they're dumping him because they're just getting a pick for him, the ultimate goal is to get Dame Lillard. So first, let me go to you on this. What is your view on the two extremes before we get into whether or not the Heat have actually treated Tyler poorly in this situation? Well, I guess the two extremes, like, you know, you could say there's always going to be extremes when it comes to uh, players like Tyler, guys who are kind of polarizing and I think has been sort of polarizing, not only with Heat fans, but with NBA fans who don't know m- much about him, admittedly. And I think, you know, I think both of us tend to kind of be somewhere in the middle. And I think that's what the majority of fans are with Tyler. I don't think a lot of people hate him. I think there's kind of a loud majority of people who've been trashing him for years. Um, and there's people... There, there's a minority of people who think, you know, that he can be a great all-star type of player. And I think most Heat fans and, uh, you know, are, are somewhere in the middle, right? And I think that's where we are too. I, I think, you know, for one thing, the Heat absolutely nailed that pick, right? When they drafted him at 13 or 14, whatever it was, they nailed that pick. It's absolutely been a hit. Um, you know, he was a big-time contributor for you in the bubble year. And then it's just kind of been unfortunate ever since that he hasn't really had a real chance to show off what he can do when it matters most. And I think that part of it has kind of um, it's 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 made the conversation a little bit more complicated, right? Because it's a lot of theorizing and what Tyler would look like with the Heat in a you know if he's healthy in the playoffs. And I don't think we've really gotten that chance to see it. I, it last year. Um, I want, was it in the Sixers series that he got hurt? Do I have that right? Or was it the Atlanta series? It was the Sixers series. He I, he didn't play particularly well in the Atlanta series, yeah. um, the way that they guarded him. But then it was the Sixers series that he actually got hurt. That's what I thought. And and yeah, like he did it. He didn't play well. I agree with you against Atlanta. And kind of after he got hurt, it was just it, it went off the rails. He tried to come back against the Celtics in game seven did not work out well at all. They took him out and did not play him again. And then this year gets hurt diving for a loose ball. Just, Mm. I mean, how many times did we hear not only this season, but I'm sure you've heard it a million times in the past of like, you know, how important it is for the heat to uh, have like their nose on the ball. And uh, first of the ball, like I I can't remember the exact phrase that they will constantly repeat this season, but it had a lot to do with like, you know, being first to the ball and all that. They, they, constantly emphasize that so for him to go out that way i think it's really disappointing but look man it's it's hard to not think of tyler as a very good player and i know we've had these conversations with the dame stuff and you know we talked about a lot of this stuff on playback it it seems like there seems to be a really big gap between tyler hero 
and the way that people look at him compared to some of the other guys that are more or less in his tier of production, age, all of that, right? Like the guy that's been coming up most in that conversation is Tyrese Maxey. Um, personally, I don't think there's that much of a gap between the two. If you want to say Maxey's better because he can get to the rim more often and that's more important than some of the stuff that Tyler's better at, I get it. But I don't think it kind of shows out the way that people make it sound like. He doesn't get to the free throw line that much more than Tyler. Um, and I think he's playing, you know, as a nice third wheel to Harden and Embiid, whatever. He's one year younger, but he's going to be get paid a lot more once he signs that extension, which is going to be basically Desmond Bain money, most likely. I think Tyler Hero at the contract that he's on, because I know that's part of the conversation here, is ever since he got that 125 mil or 120 mil, whatever it was, um, I think it's pretty fair. Like a, a guy who can give you 20, 21 points per game, did it as a six man of the year, did it as a starter this year, playing on and off the ball. He's a tremendous offensive player. I think because of the fact that he has so many questions and limitations on defense, people kind of trash who he is and have tried to put him in the box as like, this microwave bench score, he's clearly better than that. He is absolutely clearly a starter-level player, was their third-best player all season. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a little it's, – it's just kind of where we're at, right? Like, Jimmy and Bam were never going to get traded. The Heat are trying to build around them. And just kind of logically, the next best thing that they had to offer is Tyler Hero, who's 23 years old, has been incredibly productive over the years. I, I, I think it has less to do with – him as a player and more about just the situation that the heater in, like you mentioned putting him in trade conversations for Durant now for Damian Lillard. Um, you know, the Harden stuff happened a couple of years ago as well. So when people try to say, Oh, the, you know, the heat are always trying to trade Tyler and this and that it's so overblown. It's, it's, it honestly, like it's just where they're at. Like it, he, he is a product of where they're at in their uh, kind of in their timeline. I just think he, going to be the one that's out of there. Well, and they always have these builds, and then there always comes a point where somebody becomes the guy that has to be moved to move them forward. And, you know, I mentioned Rice at the beginning because that was – I mean, that was the one asset that the Heat had when Pat showed up. But if you go forward and you go to, you know, again, Jamal Mashburn, they added him as the third piece. Ultimately, though, he was the piece that had to be moved along with their fourth piece, P.J. Brown, to get Eddie Jones. And then when they had Shaq and Wade, Eddie Jones was the piece, okay, that had to be moved to flip the roster around again. And this has happened over and over and over, and that's why we always say it's always the third guy. It's the third guy because their builds are really two-player builds. Now, it was a little bit different with LeBron and Dwayne, but if they had lost in Boston in 2012 in that game six, Chris Bosh is the guy who would have been moved. It wasn't going to be LeBron or Dwayne. We don't know if it actually would have happened, but there certainly was a lot of noise around it at the time. This is just what they do. And if they don't have two core players, then they keep looking for them. I mean, we can talk about the Whiteside, Richardson, James Johnson, Deion Waiters era. They didn't have two guys. Okay. But when they have two guys, it's the third guy that they look to flip either from multiple pieces to make the depth better around the top two, okay, which is what they did with Eddie and why they traded him, or it's to try to get the big-time star that can play with the top two and be a co-headliner. And so Tyler was always going to be in that position. But I, I want to be clear about a couple of things here because I, I, I feel like um, this has gotten sort of out of sorts here, I, I think because Tyler has emoted a little bit on social media, even if it's cryptic, and so people are reading into everything. 
But here's what I, a national NBA guy, a prominent national NBA guy, a guy, one of the five names that you would mention, said to me when he saw me at the finals, he said, Tyler was, that contract was given to Tyler to move him. He was always going to be moved. Okay, now this is somebody who believes that Pat's always looking for the next Orca or whatever, but that's the way it was put to me. He's like, it's just a matter of time. It's just a question of which team and which star that you can get. And so, again, this was during a period of time where Tyler, we were having a discussion about whether Tyler was going to come back for the finals and whether it was the heat that were holding him out or himself who was holding him out or whether what kind of games everybody was playing. And he basically said to me, look, Tyler was always going to get moved. It, you know, he got the contract. And so I just want to say this about it. Okay. I understand that it's frustrating for anybody, particularly 23 years old, who's accomplished a lot and wanted to accomplish more and was going into the playoffs this year, thinking he was going to have a big postseason. And he does check everything on social media. He told me that, and he does, kind of get frustrated by what the fans say. And I understand it's an uncomfortable position to be in. But just from the Heat's perspective, okay, A, they gave him the extension, okay? So they made sure that he would get paid either way. So that's not mistreatment, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is the Heat, okay, and even Tyler's teammates and even us in the media recognize that it was it may not have been in the best interest of the team to make Tyler a starter from the jump last year, even though we all agreed on five on the floor, he deserved it. But just from team construction, lineup construction, that his best role on this team may have been the one he was in where he won the award. But the Heat did it anyway. They did it anyway when they don't typically do that kind of stuff when they know, if they know that it has a possibility to work against their interests on the court. They did it anyway. So they gave him the contract, and they gave him the starting role. And it's not like he did anything wrong by any of it, okay? He played at a higher level this past season than he did the previous season. He worked hard. He did the right things. Nobody's criticizing him for that. But this small segment that is out there saying the Heat are mistreating him, I mean, they basically gave him the two things that he wanted the money and the starting role. Okay. I mean, beyond that, if you're talking about a top 75 player, a guy who just is coming off his best season, then I don't know how anybody can say he's being mistreated as long as they're communicating with him, which my understanding is they are. And I don't think they want to send him to a place that he doesn't want to be. And I think the best case scenario for all of this is Brooklyn, because you're talking about, he can be on the marquee. He's going to be a primary scorer. They're going to be competitive. It's a relatively young team with Claxton and Bridges and Cam Johnson that he can grow with. He plays in the Heat's conference, so if he wants to get payback, he can get it that way. I think it's a perfect situation for him. Now, if he gets sent to, say, I mean, OKC is a young, thriving, yeah, they're going to be awesome in three, four years. But I don't know if he wants to be in OKC with, with, with you know, he likes to be in the spotlight a little bit more. But but I, I don't know. I mean, if they sent him to Utah, OK, I can understand. Charlotte. Like, Right, Charlotte. But, I mean, if they're going to send him to Brooklyn, I don't know how he can be mad about that. I really don't. Yeah, and I think um, it's hard to disagree with what you said there. Like, I, I think the progressions have been there with Tyler. They've given him, you know, year after year more responsibility with, you know, to go along with the production that he's shown and him being ahead of schedule since he was drafted. Like, again, he came in as a rotation player at 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not something that, he, of course, you can speak on that. That's not something that he do very often. It's somebody who didn't come in with any sort of, you know, um, athletic, crazy body build, uh, who's just as, you know, dominant athlete. None of that stuff. The guy had a negative wingspan, wasn't considered an elite athlete by any means. Um, 
And everybody thought he was just kind of a shooter. And he showed way more than that from the jump and has only gotten better ever since. I think it's taken steps in every season, right? There hasn't maybe been a giant leap yet, but steps in every season. And that's what you want to see from a player like that. And that's to go along with added responsibility in every year. So the positives are there. The signs are there that this this guy has gotten better every year. And really, I, I think with the added responsibility, he showed a lot. Um, not that he's... Um, I think done developing as a player or anything like that. I think the more he grows into his body and, and the more reps and years he gets, he's only going to get better. But man, I just think, I don't, I don't know what else the heat could have done. Like you said, they started him, they paid him, they've given him all the responsibility. They made him the third best player. They've talked about him to the public, um, you know, not just in the past years, but the last time Pat Riley spoke, right. He was talking about Tyler hero being a core, being a pillar for this organization. So I think they've given him the proper respect. Now, what I will say is from the other hand, if I'm trying to, you know, kind of get into Tyler's brain a little bit, I could see why that part would be a little bit confusing. It's like, well, you guys have been talking about me as a, you know, a part of your core for years. And you, you reiterated that again with Pat Riley. Right. And yet I'm in trade rumors every single summer. Now I know that he hasn't been exactly put on the table every single time. And I was going to get into this on a couple, a couple podcasts ago before my mic went out, but, you, you think about it like he was in uh, the rumors when he first got drafted for mm-hmm. Chris Paul and Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Not that he was thrown on the table or anything like that. Um, um, but then you go after that. There was the Ingram stuff that uh, there was the, the Harden stuff. There was the Durant stuff there. Now it's, the you know, last year also was Donovan Mitchell. There's just been time and time again that even though he may not have been put on the table every time, he has had to hear these rumors over and over. And it kind of, you know, from his end, it probably contradicts what the heat are saying to him and saying publicly, which is, you know, you're part of our core, you're a pillar of our organization, all these things, which I'm sure they believe. But again, it doesn't mean that they're not willing to move him. So I'm with, I'm with you. I'm situation with you, for Tyler, I think I'm with you, but we've got, we've got to, okay. What we've got to do is we've got to separate what is like fan rumors and what is, what is actually happening? Because I think what's occurred here is because he does follow social media so closely uh, because he doesn't stay away from it because he uses it to drive him. He has likely seen many, many things that were not true. Okay. That were not true. Like, like just, we're not simply, and look, even going back to two years ago, I'll tell you flat out. I mean, I heard, you know, I, I ran it by people inside the announcer the organization. So what are the chances Tyler gets traded this offseason? And they told me 75%. And I reported that. And I know that that got back. Okay. And all that. And I also know that, you know, there were reports out there about work ethic, which was it was never about work ethic. It was it was the heat were concerned about focus at one point. At one I say at one point, okay, because I do not believe that's been an issue over the past year plus. They were they were concerned about focus at one point, and it expressed that in my conversations with them. But it wasn't about like once he got on the court, they weren't concerned about like whether he put in the work on the court. Those are two different things. Okay. And that got misconstrued also and got put out there in a way. I think that he consumed it, you know, inaccurately, which is not his fault. It's just that this is what happens. We're in an aggregation world and we're also in a world where people have agendas and they're trying to push out agendas uh, about him. And people, like I said, at the very beginning of this have staked out agendas that are completely diametrically opposed to each other. And so I, I don't even think, I think what's happened here is, I think that there's been some reaction to stuff that was not true, uh, which makes it seem like the Heat have not valued him at all, which is not accurate. Okay, but then there's also the other side of this because I know when I when I you know we did a podcast right after Riley's comments about Tyler, and Greg and I basically said, okay, 
Pat's priming him for a trade because that's what Pat does in those situations. I had the hero stands out there calling me an idiot. Pat wouldn't say this if he was thinking of ever trading him and all the rest of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine. I have 25 years of Pat Riley press conferences, his background. This isn't against Tyler. This is just what he does. So I, I guess where I, where I come down on it is the, the two sides get hysterical. And I think that gets translated back in a way that he consumes it, that it's not really about the heat. It's not really about the heat. Okay. Again, I don't think anything that they've done in this scenario, and maybe something will come out after that, that he feels that they lied to him. I don't know. I, he never said that, okay? But who knows? What You know, you never know in these situations. Players go to other teams, and then they speak their truth, right? They speak their minds. But, uh, again, they paid him. They, they, uh, they gave him a starting job, okay? And I do believe that they value him. But we're talking about Dame Lillard. And I, I just <laughs> – that's – it's, you know, if you're going to be mentioned in a trade, like be mentioned for a top 75 guy. And, yeah, and it's not like you'll be getting dumped like Jordan Poole, who they had to no, throw in picks. They had no, to throw in picks to, to trade Jordan Poole. To Washington, okay? To Washington. Right? I mean, so for, for basically the corpse of Chris Paul, like we're not talking about, you know, Dame Lillard at, at 33 now is a lot different than Chris Paul at 37, okay, or whatever he is. So I just – I think that's what's happened here, and, and I think that both sides have been a little ridiculous about this. Tyler Hero is a very good young player. Um, I don't think that his value has been impacted really one way or the other by the fan discourse. I know people talk about that. I really don't think so. Teams make their evaluations based on what they see on tape and what they hear talking to other coaches around the league, uh, assist, whether it's assistants or scouts or anything along those lines. I don't think the fact that you have some people who just troll Tyler all day long on Twitter is having an effect, and that's the reason that he can't get two first-round picks for him. I think his value in the modern economy of the NBA, which is affected by the new CBA, is one decent first-round pick. Okay, I think prior to the new CBA, where having a third player at that price became kind of exorbitant, it might have been two first-round picks. But I think right now it's one first-round pick, most likely uh, a decent first-round pick that, that that can be flipped. It's not having to attach a pick to him, which was that report that came out of New York, which I didn't understand because Ian Bagley is a very good reporter and not a flamethrower in any way. But he said the Nets were looking for a first-round pick with Tyler. Why would the Heat attach a first-round pick with Tyler Hero? I, I, I think it's 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 gone to extremes here. I think on the other side of this, what I want to get into here with you real quick is if he goes somewhere else, what can be expected? I mean, uh, you know, are the Heat going to regret moving him in two years? They've never really regretted trading anybody. I mean, Glenn Rice became an all-star after he left Miami, uh, but the Heat had Zoe, so there was no regret. You know, it's, uh, the only regret was you couldn't keep both, okay? Um, so we'll talk about that here in a second. Before we do, you won't regret this. Get your seafood. Get your premium seafood from Ocean's Finest. Go to oceansfinest.com. That's oceansfinest.com. Get it fast. Get it fresh. Oceansfinest.com. This is the stuff that the lobster, the mahi mahi, the shrimp that is delivered to the best cruise lines. It's delivered to the five star restaurants. This is not the stuff they throw in the back. This is the stuff they want to highlight. Go to oceansfinest.com. You can see everything there. And again, you get it delivered quickly. When I ordered, I had it delivered within 24 hours. It was delivered carefully in a 
in a freezer box. Everything was taken care of. Go to oceansfinest.com. Again, oceansfinest.com. And I do want to mention prize picks. Use our code 5FIVE. Should have played Wimbledon today. Go to prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. We know there's no NBA. Summer League is ending. You can play MLB, MMA, and much more. The NFL futures. We're starting to do shows on that as well. Go to prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, let me ask you this. He's 23 years old. Let's say he's traded. Is there any chance of regret here? I, I, prov- unless Dame, like, if Dame gets hurt, blows out a knee in the first two weeks of the season, and we never, and they never, is that the only way? I think that's about it. That's exactly what went through my head when you first brought up that question. I think it would have to be, you know, God forbid, if, and let me just throw this in here because I have to, as part of my my brand at this point, if the Heat land Damian Lillard and if something terrible were to happen to him, I think that's the one scenario where it would be like, oh, man, uh, trading Tyler might not have been the greatest thing in the world. Like if it's something where Dame, you know, it affects Dame's long-term outlook, right? Not like some sort of injury where he'll be back, even if it's a month or two, nothing like that. I'm talking about a, like a serious injury that would affect him 
playing at the level that he's been playing at and kind of takes him down a couple tiers or whatever, you know? And I think that's such a, that's such a far-fetched thing where it's like, yeah, if it happens, it's terrible. But look, I think he's going to be a good player. I think the, um, there won't be any regret, but it, it, the, the one – Here goes my mic. Uh, yeah, the one thing you could pick out is that they'd be trading a 23-year-old for a 33-year-old, and I think that's a fair thing to say. But there's not going to be any regret. If Damian Lillard is still playing at the level that he's been playing at, just you know, coming off kind of a career year when it comes to production, efficiency, even though he was on a terrible team – He's still doing his thing at an extremely high level. No signs of decline yet. There's not going to be any regret. Like, th- this is exactly what you do when you're in a championship contending window. Um, I'm sure they would love to keep Tyler alongside Damian Lillard. Like, I'm sure if that was an option, they they would probably go for it if they could make that happen, right? And just keep Tyler, whether as a, 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 a six-man, a starter, or a, a, a trade piece for something else down the line, right? I think they would love to do that. But it's just not going to be on the table. And you have to give up your 23-year-old very productive player for a guy who, like you mentioned, is a top 75 player of all time, uh, is a top 15, 10 player right now, still at the top of his game. And, you know, it's just, it kind of is what it is at this point. Like, I think he's going to be a good player wherever he goes. I think Brooklyn will be the best case scenario for everybody involved. It seems like um, he wouldn't mind ending up there. I know people were pointing out that he follows Dorian Finney-Smith on Instagram, that he follows Ben Simmons on Instagram, that he was working out with Ben Simmons at UM. I don't take much into that stuff. Plenty of NBA players work out in Miami during the offseason. You know, they could be cool and not be teammates, right? And they, they could be cool and it, it could just be, you know, they're working out in the summer, whatever. I think all of that would be cool for him for, to end up on a team like Brooklyn, which is kind of, um, it's a, they're in the middle of a, I wouldn't even call it a rebuild because they're not starting all over with a bunch of, 20 year olds right it's more of like kind of they're in the middle of that right they're they're going to be i think a competitive team next season and if you add tyler to that i think he's a nice fit there you know he'll still be on a somewhat winning situation it's not a depressing city it's not a depressing um basketball situation so i just think it makes a lot of sense there um he's going to be a very good player for years to come but i don't think there'll be any regret I think Brooklyn's perfect for him. Honestly, I I, th- I think that it's um, he gets the New York spotlight, but they're not treated quite the same as the Knicks, so he won't get the hot spotlight as much. Um, so to me, it's only positive. It's like if he can bring no people pressure. to go watch him. Exactly, it's it's a perfect fit. They all like if you look at the way they embraced Bridges last year and that run. Um, it feels like Brooklyn is better off when they don't have all the stars because the stars don't seem to really belong there. I mean, I'm talking about like the Durants and the Kyries, et cetera. You, they're always like, okay, they should be an MSG. But for a player like Tyler, if he can give you 20, 25 a night um, in there, I think people will go watch him play, honestly. And and Bridges plays hard. Cam Johnson plays hard. Claxton plays hard. Um, they're they're – I, honestly, I think they probably would make the playoffs again. I think they'd probably be like a six seed, something along those lines. That's a really good fit for him. I thought San Antonio, but again, it's going to take longer for the Spurs. Um, and then you look at OKC's situation; they just have so many pieces. I, you know, I don't know. And then Toronto, I don't think Toronto's a great fit. Well, for OKC, him. I think, is going to be in that playing mix next year too. Oh, they, well, they should be. They were this year, and they should be better. Honestly, with Chet coming, I mean, Chet's probably going to be Rookie of the Year, I think. Uh, if I had to bet on somebody, that's who I would bet on right now. All right, so we'll see where things go. But, again, I, I feel like you and I operate more in the middle here. And we mentioned, like, is there going to be regret? 
Well, look, the Heat regretted for years that that they couldn't get Karan Butler back. They tried. Um, they finally did on the coaching staff. But again, would they take back the 2006 championship or the 2005 going in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Would that have happened if they don't make the Shaq trade? Probably not. So that's just the way that these things play out. All right, thanks to our sponsors, PrizeVix. Use code 5FIVE, oceansfinest.com, youbreakwheelfix.com. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.